Hey y'all, it's Grant from Wellbeing in Your Wallet. It's just me today. I gave all the other hosts a break. As you may know, April is National Financial Literacy Month, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. In recognition, we're going to replaying our January 2023 episode entitled How to Make Financial Literacy Fun and Easy. Uh, we talk about how some of our educational resources are available to our members, go over a little bit what that looks like and what you can access. Uh, for those of you that are interested in the personal financial stress assessment results we talk about early in the episode, uh, I actually took my uh, assessment again earlier this week, and I'm happy to share that it went down once again. Uh, I think that just goes to show you that there's a lot of financial stress around the holidays, and the further you get away from it, the better off you are, you know. Try not to put too much stress on, on, on yourself on the holidays. Another quick update just before we jump into the episode. Uh, I'm proud to share that we recently launched the Wellbeing in Your Wallet Index. Uh, this captures consumer sentiment around the overall financial well-being and analyzes results from 42 question surveys completed by 3,000 individuals in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Uh, our main highlight was that despite ongoing headwinds, consumer financial optimism is high. 49% of the respondents indicated that they're optimistic about their financial futures, and Gen Z reported that they uh, have the highest levels of optimism at 59%. I encourage you to uh, go read the full results from our first index release. It uh, can be found in the blog section on affinityfcu.com. Uh, also be on the lookout for our next quarterly release in the next month. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I have a quick word from our sponsor. With some exciting news, we would like to share that Affinity's Smart Start Savings account recently increased from 3.5% to 4.0% annual percentage yield on the first $10,000 in savings. The previous rate of 3.5% APY only applied to the first $5,000, and now with the new increased 4.0% APY, it has an even bigger impact applying to the first $10,000. This means a higher savings rate on more dollars for Affinity members. For those new to the program, it's unique. It's unique for its inverted interest structure that encourages our members to get started on their savings journey with no minimum balance and no monthly maintenance fees. It's a great way to get started uh, building your emergency fund since this structure allows for easy access to funds when needed with no limitations on transfers or withdrawals. To learn more, visit affinityfcu.com forward slash smartstart. Hey, Sean. Hey, Jackie. You guys took the Enriched Financial Stress Test, right? Correct. How did uh, how'd you stack up? I think I did pretty well. I, um, I did the assessment. My score was a 16. So it came back on the, the low side, which made me happy. I was a little nervous first taking it, um, trying to avoid maybe some of the reality of the situation. But overall, 16, I will, I will take that score. So overall, I think I did pretty well. I was actually low um, stress, which doesn't seem to happen very often, but I guess it was a good day and I was not feeling stressed about my financial um, situation, which I didn't have a lot of my credit card statements back from the holidays <laughs> yet. So that might've been different if I took it uh. again this morning. Um, <laughs> but I have to say compared to others, I was like, again, a low stress feeling pretty secure that it was easy for me to uh, not be so emotional about every money issue coming up, but work through them. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the great education I received from you, Grant Gallagher, over the years <laughs> here at Affinity. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, I uh, I think I was, I you know, I think the fact that the holiday bills haven't quite come in just yet, which has helped, helped contribute to it, because I got to say, when I was 
spending, I actually took, I'll be honest, I took it twice. I took it once very recently and once about a month ago, like right before the holidays. And uh, I was much more financially stressed back then. I, I, I cut my score in half. I was uh, like a 16 in, in around November and, and now I'm at about a seven or eight. And, you know, that's uh, it's pretty low. So I, I think I'm feeling good and, and optimistic about uh, my, my situation now. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at it compared to the average person who takes this test, who scores at about a a 19, which is still considered on the low side, you know, it's still, it's still manageable. It's still not too much. Um, it's still good stuff. So, Hey, let's unwrap this a little bit more and and talk a little bit more about this. Um, Jackie, you want to kick us off? Absolutely. Everyone, welcome back to our well-being and your wallet series provided by the Affinity Federal Credit Union team. I am fortunate enough today to be here, uh, Jackie Kearns, Chief Brand Officer and Strategy Officer for Affinity, welcoming in the new year and with my two colleagues here, Sean and Grant. Like to introduce yourselves again for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. I can go first. So my name is Sean Lubitz. I'm the Vice President of Retail and Digital Branching here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. And I am Grant Gallagher, the Head of Financial Wellbeing and Brand Communications here at Affinity. And welcome everybody back. We hope that your financial stress, if high right now, becomes a lot lower by the end of this podcast today. And again, as we've done on other uh, podcasts in the past few series, we're really interested in hearing not only from our members, but those out there who have not been members yet of Affinity about your financial well-being. Uh, Today's topic, as Grant kicked us off with a great question, is really about, one, I think you've actually hit on something that maybe most people haven't done before. Have they tested their score? of their stress levels from a financial perspective. You know, I know I use mood rings in my past, you know, those squishy balls <laughs> to kind of figure out how stressed am I. But had you all done a financial stress score before you were part of the affinity team? I personally have not. And I like the mood ring idea. I think everybody should have to wear one. I think it would make life a little bit easier to know what you're getting into. Um, but no, I, I personally had not taken an assessment like this um, prior to kind of preparing for you know, the call to make sure I really went through and and understood everything. But at the same point, coming into Affinity just as an organization, it's always been very important, um, not only for our members, but also for our employees to really utilize the tools and resources we have. So again, it's very interesting to me. I I took a lot from the assessment. Um, Again, I think the comparison to others is is very, very important, Um, as well as it really breaks down kind of that emotional, cognitive and behavioral piece after the assessment, which again, I think is, is outstanding. It's almost information overload, but at the same point, very, very good information and resources that you can gather from Enrich. Yeah, agreed. And, and to answer your question, you know, no, I, I, I really haven't done much in the terms of financial stress assessment before this. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, you don't, we like to take quizzes. We like to find out information about ourselves that might not necessarily be obvious, but I don't think people really think about it from, from a financial stress perspective. Um, and, and it, and it did give me a nice moment of, of kind of self-reflection to kind of highlight those, what those pain points are, you know, what I've, what I've been avoiding or, or, you know, what I've necessarily, um, also done well at. Cause that's one of the other things is, you know, we don't, we don't always think about, in reflection, what we feel like we've done well, have a, have a little moment of celebration and, and, you know, recognize like, Hey, people are obviously out there a little bit more stressed 
about their financial situation than I am, you know, I've, I've done a good job of trying to get ahead of those, those pain points that I do have. Um, and you know, it was, it was nice to kind of see that on, on paper to provide that context of where other people are and, and, and where, where I lie. Um, so I, I liked it and it, and it also kind of gave me some, some focal points too. You know, um, one, one of the nice things is that like makes you specifically identify what those stressors are and it's like, oh, you know, made me think, yeah, I do have a pretty solid emergency fund, but just thinking about an emergency fund still stresses me out. Like it's like the fear of the unknown. Like am I, even though I think I'm well-prepared, am I as well-prepared as I really need to be? And you don't know, that's, you know, that's the double-edged sword of a, of a emergency fund, unfortunately. Yeah. They throw some crazy statistics out there too, about the amount of money, right? You should have in your emergency rainy day reserve, whatever you want to name it fund. But, um, I have to say, even though I've been in this profession for several years, it's really hard to ever feel like you said, Grant, confident a hundred percent, at least that you've got it nailed, right? There's always something fluctuating. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was so to go back to where I said it kind of it breaks it down into three categories for you. What was interesting for me is the cognitive impact. So that the impact of the the stress on your thoughts was my highest of the categories. And it's funny because I go back to what you said before, Grant. Your your stress test, if you will, was higher pre holidays and then lower after. I yep. feel like you and me are polar opposites in in the moment of buying and and preparing. It's like yeah, sure, let's get that, let's do this, and then come January, higher stress, right? Thinking back to what I did buy and, you know, the money I did spend. So it's just, again, it opens up a lot of different doors and allows you to kind of analyze your spending and how it does have an impact on your, you know, your financial well-being and your, obviously your emotions tied to your finances. Well, That's, we'll have to, we'll have to have a follow-up on that too, after the credit card absolutely. bill comes in and I look at it. Cause I, I might not be feeling <laughs> quite so rosy anymore. <laughs> well, I think we all think our credit card bill is either higher or lower, but not exactly the number that actually comes mm-hmm. in, right, or that you see on your app. Um, one of the things that I thought uh, was interesting, Sean, you were talking about how different you and Grant might have scored and your behaviors and your reaction to spending. Uh, one of the things that I think we try to address in this format and definitely as we talk to our members every day is how do you balance and manage and work through the stress of it. We know that finance is one of the key factors in anyone's stress level. Um, other things that are out there, it might be not the financial stress test, but we work with Gallup Research all the time, and it's one of the biggest stressors in anyone's household, right, is the finance. And especially over the last year and a half, there's been some reasons why stress has gotten a little bit more high level, whether it's your gas tank being filled up for $50 on average more or going to the grocery store and paying $8 for some eggs or whatever it is that you're out there trying to not just buy outside the holidays. It's a lot different than a couple years ago in terms of what things cost, right? And that definitely stresses many of us out. But can you talk a little bit about from a member's perspective, obviously in your role, Sean, with the organization, working with our members and your team directly working with members each and every day, what are they thinking and feeling and how do they deal with it at this time of year to help members kick off the year in the right mindset? Sure. I, I will say this just in a generality generality from what I see, we, we are in a different place than we were you know, a year ago. I think people are starting to feel a little better. Obviously, there's, there's still higher prices. Um, they're still being, for the most part, more cautious of what they spend um, and what they spend it on. But I will say kind of the overall feeling I get out there is 
people really wanted to enjoy the holidays, right? We, we want to have something to celebrate. We want to have, you know, I think Grant, you said it before about recognizing what you do well. People just wanted to recognize having fun again, right? So as much as we want to relieve that stress of finances, um, a lot of our membership, I think, is obviously keeping it back of, you know, the back of their mind. But at the same point, um, they want to they want to go out. They want to see their friends. They want to see their families. They want to celebrate some holidays that maybe they didn't get a chance to over the last couple of years. So, um, again, from that finance perspective, I think people are being cautious, but I think they're cautiously optimistic with um, with where things may be headed. You know, and, and the good thing, the good news from a, a, a well being perspective is, you know, the data tells us that experiential spending is most beneficial towards your financial well being. So, you know. Not saying that you should overextend yourself, but spending money towards making a memory, you know, having having that good holiday memory that can carry you through the the next couple of months while you're dealing with paying off that credit card debt um, is good. It's it's beneficial to to your financial well being. So that's you know that's kind of the the upside to it. The there's there's a lot of financial well being benefit to be had through the holidays as long as you don't go too spend crazy and and drop Absolutely. back down. And we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not bad. We're not out of the woods yet by any yeah, means. But yeah. um, I think one thing that, you know, members or just people in general have learned over the last couple of years is we have to be prepared for anything. Yep. So pre COVID, I, I will absolutely say I was one of those people, you can't even imagine what would happen, not only to to your, your physical health, but your financial and your emotional health. Um, it was unimaginable what happened and it still is happening to some point. So I think it taught a lot of people they have to be prepared. Um, and everybody prepares a little bit differently, but absolutely when it comes to finances, we have to really think about almost the unthinkable because we, we've seen it. So we want to make sure that we, we put ourselves in a situation where we can relieve a little bit of that stress and we can take care of our families. Um, you know, God forbid something does happen to this magnitude again. It's such an important point about how you're caring for your clan, right? How you care for those around you that you have maybe financial responsibility for, or even not that you might not thought before COVID to your point, Sean, that I would be in this situation. Maybe it was job loss due to illness. Maybe it was the fact that business consolidation. I know a lot of friends of mine who are in the industry of travel and leisure were impacted because the environment wasn't set to travel and go on those vacations. And a lot of people had to adjust their thinking in terms of the consumer um, perspective here, I know we've just done some research that we'll be publishing, and a lot of people are still um, a little concerned about the economy overall in, in our research that we'll be publishing, we found out, which is not a surprise because of just some things that we mentioned. But what do we do best at Affinity to help people weather any type of market storm? You know, we've talked a little bit about our own money personalities, but how do we help people identify theirs? And then from there, what do we help them with? Um, Grant, I know you could speak to perhaps the education that's available, Sean, maybe to those in-person or virtual experiences, but I'd love to spend a minute or two just kind of highlighting that for our listeners, because I think it's a really critical way we partner different in the community than most financial organizations. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a good, good, uh, point there, Jackie, you know, one of the things that, that we really think is, is important is making sure, I mean, obviously that people understand the different aspects of, of their financial life. You know, some of these topics are increasingly complicated, uh, and they, they change over time. You know, one of, one of my, my favorite 
topics to to talk about when we're talking about education is is home buying. And you know, one of the things that people may not realize is this is a, a highly regulated environment that's constantly changing over the last decade plus. And even if you bought a house 10 years ago, the you could be going through a totally different experience now, even five years ago. I mean, we look at the the home buying experience from a few years ago, and we were hearing of of things where people were buying houses, you know, physically sight unseen. They would get a, a virtual walkthrough or a virtual tour offering cash over over what the asking price was. And I mean, that's, that's unheard of before. I mean, that, that was a wild environment. So, you know, educating people in the home buying process, getting people to understand what's normal, what to expect kind of, you know, it's a, it's a generally a long process. I mean, even if you're able to walk out your door and put an offer in on a house that's accepted today, you're probably looking at another 30 to 60 days before that all works its way through and the process is complete. So just kind of understanding the the complications behind it, understanding the right questions to ask, because that's the other thing too, is, you know, if you don't, if you don't know what to scrutinize, what to question, and this is an entirely new experience for you, you can get, you can find yourself in some hot water. You might, you know, find out that, oops, forgot to ask about that septic tank question. And it turns out you now need to spend a whole lot of money to pull it out of the ground before closing. Um, and that that's unfortunately something that most people don't find out unless they go through it through experience, you know, so yeah. we try to get ahead with that. We try to offer those educational resources and, and that really expands into, I mean, I know I mostly talked about home buying, but that expands into pretty much any, uh, financial topic that you can think of. I think it's, um, important to know those blind spots in any process, whether it's your first auto, which we do a lot of business there with our members, putting them in their first car, sometimes when they're just starting to drive and sometimes when they've graduated and that you want to take on that first full-time opportunity of going to work every day or driving somewhere every day because we don't necessarily work in an office anymore. But when you said something that I thought was interesting is the cycle of thought process around what's the norm, you know, a couple months back, it would have been normal when interest rates were super low to say, you know what, 3% interest rate, I could take the risk on the $500,000 purchase of my lifetime. But now that's yep. seven, eight, maybe nine, 10%, you got to think differently about those things, especially when there's a lot of other expense yep. outside that monthly amount. And I think that's where, um, some of our tools, which we'll talk a lot more about in Rich as a tool. That's a free tool that you can go on our site and access and leverage. But I also think to your point, Grant, um, we want to be an organization that helps you learn constantly about things yep. that are important to you as a homeowner, as a loan um, taker, as a person starting your own business for the first time, right? All those categories and more are really important in that process of being your relationship partner in this. And Sean, I think that's where, you know, I love your stories all the time with different things that happen in our industry. Um, sometimes people have time in the branches to talk to people, consult mm -hmm. with them, counsel them. You know, we have a couple things coming up, a new branch opening in Madison, New Jersey in a few weeks yes. and some exciting things in Bergen County, New Jersey. For those of you who don't know where these places are, let us know and we'll find a place near you to open store <laughs> shortly. But tell us a little bit about what you're feeling and hearing of, about those experiences and how we've helped some of our members and learn from some of our members sure. in those dialogues. Sure, if you will. absolutely. It's it's so funny. Um, as Jackie and Grant are talking, I know people can't see me, right? So I always forget that people can't see me, but I'm smiling and nodding my head. So yes, I've everything you, you both have said um, has been amazing. Um, 
from my perspective, and I feel like we say it almost on every podcast, is the personalization that we really strive for with each and every member that calls, um, goes into a branch, or even to an extent um, uses our, our online and digital solutions. So we really, we understand it's not a cookie cutter approach across the board. So we want to get to know our membership. That's the only way that we really can help. Um, Enrich is an amazing tool. You can you can do the, the assessment. It can really provide you some of that personalization, but really, again, in, in my mind, the best way to get to where you need to be is, is really take a look in the mirror and, and kind of let your guard down and go have a conversation with, with one of our team members on the front line. Um, everybody's at a different stage in their life. Um, to your point, Jackie, if you're looking to buy your first car, um, I have friends who recently opened their, you know, started a business right as COVID hit. So there's, there's a, a lot that we can discuss with you. There's a lot of tools we can give you to, to Grant's point, purchasing your first home, um, I, I know people who also are basically in retirement, so they're they're not really worried about, you know, you know, going getting up and going to work every day nine to five. But they are worried about the market and the the volatility and what's going to happen looking down the road. So, again, I, I can't stress enough. Probably on every podcast that we do, it's the personalization piece, and we have an amazing front line whether it be from the consumer or the business side that wants to have those conversations with you. They want to learn more about you. And um, Grant and Jackie have done a phenomenal job putting the resources and tools behind that. So we can, we can provide that education. We can provide those tools to, to help you maybe relieve some of that stress financially. And, and you know, one of the things that I, I think provides a really valuable starting point for our membership in those initial conversations, because we, we, some of the data we've, we've gotten back in some of our studies, it showed that people, even though they knew the education was out there, they didn't know where to start. They didn't know what questions to even ask to, to know where to begin. So, you know, instead of, and, and I always encourage people to be, be curious, go out there, you know, poke around, see what's, what's interesting. And, you know, you can do that on, on our, our education site and rich, um, is, you can kind of jumpstart ahead in that journey of learning by meeting with the representative first, them assessing your situation, being like, okay, this topic, this topic, this topic's relevant for you. You can go do it at your own pace. Cause that's the other thing that's important to, to keep in mind too, is not everybody has the same learning style. Not everybody has the attention span to do a 20 to 30 minute module or sit for an hour long webinar. So, you know, the, it, it, there are really all sorts of different formats and options and bite-sized chunks in whatever topic du jour you're looking at. Um, but having that initial starting point of having a conversation to kind of understand where you should focus your energy. Cause you know, let's be real. We all kind of have finite time and energy and even attention to work on this stuff. Uh, just diving in there and digging through literally dozens of topics probably isn't going to get you to the most effective use of your time if, if you do it alone. Yeah. And it's a definite, my school is the school of hard knocks. Usually I learn after I've made the mistake. <laughs> um, and I think that's the thing too, to think about is it's never too late to dive in and ask us for help and support. So anyone out there, um, we've been talking a lot about the finances of the time, this being the beginning of the year, about what we spent last year, how do we get out of debt? What do we look to do to save? You know, some of us will get tax returns. Where do we put that money? Everyone has an event in their life, right, that triggers some need to know more. And I think the great news for everyone out there listening is you can do it yourself online. We've have got 
online demand stuff. We've got things like you said, uh, grant through Enrich, but we're also like Sean said here just to talk it through. And some of the best conversations I've had with our affinity members are about credit counseling and how their life changed by coming into one of our locations and just saying, I have a debt issue. I, I need to figure this out. And we've worked with them hand in hand to do so. So I love the fact that we have our tools and we update our tools and Grant has done a fantastic job, as Sean said, to introduce more tools. Um, anything though you guys have from a budgeting or student loans? I know a lot of people in, in my circle of friends or kids are applying to college. Oh my gosh, it's more expensive than anyone wants to, you know, <laughs> the 529 people out there. Yes, let us know how you do it. Anything, you know, that you guys think, again, topic-wise would be helpful for our listeners today to just know that they can come and We've worked through it before, and we'll work through it again with you. So, I mean, I, I would start by just saying, you know, first off, nobody, nobody inherently knows is born knowing how to do a budget. So, if if you've never actually sat down and looked at a tool or had any education on how to create a budget, do it. I mean, it's the, I will admit the actual activity of budgeting isn't really that much fun for most people, but learning about it is a lot simpler and it's a lot quicker. It's a, it's more of a bite size approach. Um, but you know, one of the things that's nice is within enrich, it does have a budget tool that you can plug in your numbers. You can do some assessment of, of your, your cash flow and your current financial situation. Um, we have a tool built into our online banking that does that too. But I mean, there's literally dozens, if not hundreds of apps out there, websites that can also do all of this same stuff in whatever format, flavor, you know, timeline that, that you prefer. I, I think really the, the important thing with budgeting is, you know, have one and, and just, you know, keep it, keep it up to date. If you're not doing kind of those two basic things, you really need to prioritize that over most anything else. Cause going back to the whole kind of theme of this conversation, you have to know what your situation is to even make a fair assessment and understand where to go next. So that that budget is kind of like that roadmap of of understanding what you can do in the future moving forward and what your current situation looks like. Um, if you know you can't just go off your balance in your account because that's not looking at what the future spending is. That's literally that that snapshot in time. So you know definitely learn about budgeting if you don't know how to do it, but also take advantage of those tools that make it as painless and seamless as possible. Um, because once you get it set up, it's 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 minimal maintenance unless you have a major life life event that changes things. Yeah. The, the one thing you said I want to just highlight because we talked about breaking up with your bank in a prior episode. And I think it's just, you know, listeners out there, please listen. <laughs> because we have had so many discussions with our members about punitive fees, things that happen to you because, Grant, you just said it best. I just wrote something or transitioned money to do pay this bill. And, oh, goodness, I am not going to cover it right? It's not going to happen. So budgeting helps you with those unexpected or unanticipated sort of swaps of money mismanagement. But I also think finding the right partner in a financial institution is really important because I have heard a number of times, um, I worked for a very large uh, multi-global bank in um, the past. It was a large organization. And the fees on some accounts I saw firsthand were actually much higher than the balances that those individuals ever were hoping to have access to, right? Their cash flow was definitely not there. But no one helped them. And I remember it was really hard to get those things reversed. So Sean, just maybe you could talk about, obviously just Grant said it great, the budgeting process is important, but also how do we work with our members who are in situations where, you know what, it just kind of was a mishap 
it, it just happened. Or, yep. oh man, it keeps happening. What can I do differently? It's kind of budgeting in real time, right? To make those sure. dollars stretch. Sure. It's, um, again, one of the reasons I, I, I truly enjoy working at this organization is we're human. Um, we, we don't look at our members or just individuals within the communities that we're in. We don't look at them as just numbers and another way to make money and increase profit. It really is trying to identify what's the best approach to help our membership and those communities. And in turn, that naturally will help us grow as an organization. So I, I also have worked at um, some other large institutions where from the top down, you really do, you understand the, the profit we make, how, you know, the overdraft fees and how important those overdraft fees might be to the bottom line. It, it is not the case here at Affinity. Um, it really is trying to understand our membership, understand those communities, making sure we're doing what's, what's best and what's right by them. And the only thing I, I think I would ask at that point is tell your friends and family, right? We, we want to take care of you to a point where you are so happy with the products, the services, the, the experience that you have across all of our channels that you are so blown away. You tell your parents, you tell your siblings, you tell your children, you tell your friends at dinner um, because we have that much of an impact on our members' financial lives. So it sound, might sound corny to some out there, but it is absolutely true, again, from the top down here at Affinity. You know, one one of the things that I, I kind of see us as, and this is kind of a, an outdated reference at this point, but it's like if you if you think about the movie Dodgeball, Sean Jackie, have you guys seen seen that movie? Of course, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's a you know a two thousands classic. You know Ben Stiller and, and the crew, um, Vince Vaughn. So the at the end, it's like he has this this gym that is like his gym where it's like, you know, come and go as you please work out, you know, however you feel is right. We got, we got your back, whatever is the right level of engagement commitment to feel good about yourself is, is what we're here for. That's kind of like affinity. Affinity is, you know, if you need everything, we'll, we got you, you know, come in and, and we will be go as in depth as possible to help you out. But if you want to, you know, hands off, just kind of poke around in our digital tools, you know, just feel around a little bit and, and that's your comfort level, that's good too. You know, as, as long as you're getting what you need, that's what's important to us. That's what matters. And it, and, and it goes back again to what I said with community. Yeah. Right? It, yes, we are all, all for our membership, but we also are just, we, we are very dedicated to the communities yeah. um, that we are in. And and I'll, I might kind of mess up the flow of the conversation here, but very quickly when we talk about that, the budgeting piece again, um, one point I did want to make is it, even for me, you think of budgeting as a bad thing because you're like, ah, I'm, I'm always over budget. I, it, of course, <laughs> I'm going to have to save more. Of course, I'm going to have to do this. It's, it's not fun, right? But budgeting absolutely can be fun. You could budget for that trip to Nashville. Yeah. You could budget for that cruise you want to go on. So um, to your point before, Grant, just understanding how to budget, it, it does not always have to be looking at your, you know, 50 years from now, how you're going to retire while that should absolutely be in the back of your mind. It, it, it can be, how do you budget for that trip with your friends? Yeah, It, it can be fun. It's, and, and again, relieve some of that stress while you're on that trip. That's such an important point because I think, um, I've never budgeted. I've always just put money aside. And I would set up different accounts, and I think uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of our specialty products later that really help you save faster because you're earning higher rates on, on money that you just want to do those fun things with or have those moments in life for that you, you work hard, you want to play hard some, t- 
sometimes you just want to work hard and, and spend on frivolous things on Amazon, right? <laughs> it just, it doesn't matter. You just want to have the money to cover those things that you want to do and how you want to do them. And I think that's the important part that we want to hear from you all. I know we'll go to the mailbag in a second and Grant will talk to us about what a member's written in about. But, um, you know, we want to hear from you all what you need our help and support with, as Sean and, and Grant both said. We want you to use our tools and tell us how we can make them better. But really, we want to just help you achieve those dreams in life that you have, whether they're small ones, big ones, things you think are silly, but we can actually help you with. So there's a reason I think enrich is properly named, right? It really just wants to help you enrich your life in the way you want to live it and uh, not get hit in the head with the dodgeball doing it, right? <laughs> so exactly. why don't we on that note go to the mailbag? <laughs> and actually, before we do, I, I did want to uh, just comment real quick because Sean did mention something that resonated with me where I, I just recently paid off my auto loan. Hooray. You know, very excited Ooh. about that. Um, my car's still in, you know, pretty good shape. I'm probably hoping to get another, you know, three, four, five years out of it, drive it into the ground, especially cause I just had a expensive repair done to it. Um, but what I did was I took my, my, uh, payment that was going towards that. And now I have it going towards a new car account. Nice. But even though I'm three, four, five years away from buying that new car, what do you think I did? I, I automatically went shopping. I'm like, oh, I'm going to save up for a new car. Let me go see what I'm going to potentially buy in the next couple of years. And just like that future thought, that future, you know, me in that new car, just daydream was, was felt good. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun to go through the exercise of of just thinking about it and, and kind of looking about looking at what's out there because I haven't obviously gone car shopping since I got my auto loan, which was four or five years ago. So. Um, Sean, you, you you hit it right on. I was I was right there with you. So anyway, that's that's my yeah. My, and and like you said though before, recognize that like that's that's an accomplishment, right? Yeah. I, I'm one of the I will always have a car payment. People, that's that is me. I, I just I would like to think at some point I would pay a car off and keep it. It's just my what I do is I pay it off and then I go almost immediately after and, and go look at something else. I don't know why. I wish I was better in that way. But what I will say is. You should be very happy and recognize that. So take some of that money, right? You paid off your car, celebrated yeah. a little bit, go out to dinner, right? You don't have to, you know, go on a trip to Italy, but <laughs> at the same point, it's it's some money saved. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, Grant. Thank, That's thank a you. Fantastic milestone achieved. <laughs> All right, on to the member mailbag. All right, so here's a question we received. Uh, I follow so many influencers that offer different savings and investing advice and all partner with different platforms and partners. Oh, boy. Uh, how do I cut out the noise and focused on, focus on what's best for my financial situation and needs? That was a good one. That's a good uh, one. I feel like there could be a, an hour-long podcast on that alone. <laughs> um, what I will say from from my personal experience, whether it's, whether it's investing or any other topic that you're interested in and there's influencers involved, it, be cautious not to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, it's always important to gather as much information as you can. If, if, yep. you know, if I'm talking to Grant and Grant is very knowledgeable and he's telling me what to do, it's still very important to go speak to someone else and understand their outlook. And maybe I, I don't agree with that outlook, but it gives me another perspective. So I think it's always important Again, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. Make sure you continue to see what's out there. Um, a lot of the, the um, I want to say, the, the social media outlets, they also provide a lot of comments. So I think it's important to dig in a little bit, 
don't just take it at face value. Look at the comments, look what people are saying. Um, but don't get, don't get stuck. Uh, I don't know if there's a better way to put it, putting all your eggs in one basket, because I think it can be harmful yeah. um, to an extent. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's understanding the value and the depth of that content, right? Like you're not going to learn about investing through a 60 second TikTok. That should be the start of the conversation to make you curious and have you dig in deeper, get a little bit better, just educated on the topic, and then having a more in-depth personalized conversation about what it means to you, what your priorities are, and how it applies to you. Sorry, Jackie, go ahead. Oh, no, you're right. I think it's uh, validate and make sure that you know the true source of any information, whether it's for, uh, I hate to say it, but people fish all the time and want to give you a $25 Amazon gift card for your time and your investment in watching what they want to tell you about finance or financial topics, make sure they're validated. Uh, I think that social media has been a very interesting you know, medium for us, but it's an advertising medium. People yep. go on there to sell you something, right? And I think that's why, again, it's a real quality check when you can verify a contact, whether it be virtually, someone you see on a video, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever you choose, or if you still walk into one of our branches and see somebody face-to-face, make sure you know who you're dealing with, what the organization's like. Uh, look us up, look others up. Do some research. And if you're not a researcher, then don't put all your eggs in one basket, as Sean said, because you want to make sure. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, I love that because I think, um, unfortunately, we've recently seen that with a really hot topic of crypto. There's a yep. lot of people out there that made an investment, which um, unfortunately not regulated the right way. And people are now without critical savings. And there was a lot of big names attached to that particular entity. And they were selling you the dream. And Sometimes you don't get the dream, you get the broken eggs, yeah. <laughs> right? So <laughs> make sure you're aware and you're with a reputable, validated organization. So great question Absolutely. from the mailbag, but definitely yeah. validate, validate, validate. Yeah. And I think one of, one of the kind of background things on that too is, you know, make sure you understand when you're looking at an ad versus genuine advice from an influencer too. You know, sometimes that content is intertwined and it's really unclear what's a, a paid promotion and, and what's their their advice. Sometimes they haven't even used the service that they're promoting. Um, so, you know, they're simply just doing an ad read. And it's, it's important to understand the difference between those. And, and like Jackie said, do that research on whatever you're looking to and get, get involved in so you understand what the what the full depth of it and, you know, read those reviews, get advice from a second opinion. Don't just dive right in because that can, that can fall, uh, get you in hot water. No. And there's, and there's certain things like we'll do right now, talk about very valid products that we think are great for your enrichment and definitely your savings. Uh, but again, we're saying it validate this year and you can validate this particular product even in the wall street journal, right? Grant. So that's what I hear. Take us, take us through what, uh, we have to talk to the listeners about. All right, so we got a quick product spotlight here, uh, talking about our smart start savings, right in line with you know some of the conversation we've been having today. Gotta make sure you have some money to put away in that uh, savings account, part of your budgeting plan. You know, save some interest. The Affinity Smart Start Savings Account makes it easy to grow your savings with competitive rate and no minimum balance requirement. Uh, what's interesting about this product? It is a reverse tier savings account, so fewer dollars you have in it, the lower tier pays you more, and as you go up. It, the interest rate does go down a little bit, but uh, obviously the more money you have in there, the more you are going to save. So that's beneficial to you. 
it, it's a great product for anybody who's starting out, great product for an emergency fund. But you know, one of the things that I always like to promote on this is that no minimum balance. There's not really any fees on it. It's, it's a great way to save and, and you don't have to worry about really managing, managing the account a lot. So, you know, visit yeah. affinityfcu.com and you can check out that product today. Yeah. Inverted yeah, savings. We, we've seen so much success. Yeah. We've, we've seen so much success already with that product. Um, again, I can, I can speak to, to all channels. So over the phone in branch and online, um, it really is one of the best out there. So definitely, definitely check it out. What I always say is partner that with your uh, cashback debit and you got a lot of value that will come back to you in forms of interest rates and obviously uh, rewards on a debit card, which is not the industry standard. So you get almost uh, $1,200 back a year if you if you swipe enough for sure on the debit side of that account. Link those two together today. So why don't we take a, a swipe and talk in a little bit about what we talked about today, Grant. Why don't you take us through some of those highlights as our financial wellness and well-being leader here. What yeah, were def- you happy enough to, to kind of reinforce as we kind of leave this podcast today? No, I, I mean, my, my key takeaways are, are, you know, really just understand yourself, understand your situation. Uh, you know, if you haven't visited our enriched tool. It's it's available on our website. If you go to the education section, it's right there. Um, nice and easy to get to right at the top. Go in there, you know, take the financial stress analysis, understand what your situation is, understand kind of what your stressors are, um, as well as your money personality. There's a, a your money personality tool and, you know, you can also learn more about yourself. Uh, one of the nice things about that tool is it gives you some tips and tricks to kind of counteract the negative sides and, you know, encourages you to keep doing the behaviors that are that are positive. Um, my, mine pointed out that I'm a cautious, skeptical, future-focused individual, which I think is probably a uh, fair assessment. And, and Jackie and Sean are both smiling and nodding. So, yep, I think that's accurate. Um, but yeah, under, understand who you are as, as, a, as a person, as your financial situation, to, to just understand how to best uh, enable your activity that's that's going well and counteract anything that that might be uh, working the opposite direction. Um, but also, there, there's tons of content in there on every topic you can imagine. It's all different stuff, and I could probably go on for days just kind of highlighting the different things. But um, there's tools to help with student loans. There's tools to help you understand credit, and and that whole topic is, I mean, massive. You could you could go on for quite a bit there, but. There's really something for everybody, and you know, unless you have a chance to to go in and, and poke around, you you won't know what you're you're missing out on. So, definitely take advantage of that. Another quick plug I do want to make because we do have live interactive weekly webinars is you know keep an eye on that education section and look at the calendar for the weekly webinar series. You can get information live from one of our many different representatives that are subject matter experts on different topics, sign up. There's a Q&A session in every, uh, section, uh, in every uh, session. So, you know, you can get them to answer your, your questions live right there. And, uh, but we also do want you to visit Sean and, and, and his team in the branches too. So don't just save up all your questions for our webinars. Make sure you're, <laughs> you're giving them some love too. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll say too, just kind of as my takeaway, budgeting, again, it can be fun. And I think education is, is the key. Right. So education is so, so valuable. Um, Again, it it can be different for everyone, but ensure that you're just you're constantly educating yourself. I will also say that the the Madison community, I am beyond excited to to kind of dip our toes into that community. And again, we will have our branch out there very, very soon. 
and we are currently in the process of really putting together what I would call a, you know, this rock star team um, of, of individuals from all different areas across the organization. So again, I am very, very excited to see you all in that Madison community very, very soon. So the best way to learn is by coming in and finding us and us helping you with whatever you need. So thank you again, uh, Grant, why don't you take us home and thank you all for listening again today. We want your feedback too. So please let us know how we're doing and definitely share us with your friends. Yeah, and just a reminder, you know, if you have a comment or question for a future member mailbag segment, you can send it to at AffinityFCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag, and you too could be featured in a future member mailbag segment. Um, But also, please like, rate, and subscribe for more Wellbeing in Your Wallet podcast. Um, It's on all major platforms, so wherever you want to go, we're there. Uh, And of course, visit AffinityFCU.com for additional information about financial well-being and Affinity products. 